0: Football will be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage—it's the best in the business. From sports right down to your ve- your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online—the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. BetterHelp is a custom to online therapy that offers video phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Eagles Unfiltered listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com eagles. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S. Take the time out, get your mental right, health in the right state of mind, and go to betterhelp.com and get 10% off your first month by just listening to this podcast. That's betterhelp.com slash Eagles.
1: You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. e a g l e s
0: This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one.
1: Hurts. He's in. First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles.
0: All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by the Believe Podcast Network and sponsored by BetOnline.ag. The Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals are going on right now. Win some money on BetOnline.ag with promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Co-host Connor Miles, my co-host Ed Crass as always. And Ed, what a wonderful offseason it's been. Tyra Osmond has topped off this wonderful, wonderful offseason that he's had with multiple moves of huge magnitude to make this team a contender going forward under Jalen Hertz uh, with the addition of James Bradbury. Now the outside cornerback released by the New York giants last week, he signed a one year, $10 million deal with the Philadelphia Eagles to answer that cornerback two spot that we've all been questioning about. And Ed, to be honest with you, quite frankly, we were fooled about because we thought, you know, they're going to give the young guys a chance. We take this every year. And then, then, they always end up bringing in that veteran guy anyway. So after they get to see those guys up close, uh, same thing here with James Bradbury, great addition, great addition. Uh, struggled last year in New York, as we all know, gave up eight touchdowns, according quarter pro football focus, and over a pass rating, over 100. Uh, but I think going to a, a dependent zone scheme where it fits his skill set a little bit more, uh, as you saw, not his last season in Carolina because they switched to a press system, and he kind of struggled there. But the season prior, when he played completely zone, he was a top cornerback in the league. Uh, and then he signed with the New York Giants as one of the best corners in free agency uh, and they gave him a huge deal for doing so. So uh, I, this first season in New York was shut down. He shut down for New York. Uh, this past season wasn't this, wasn't quite the case. New York had to move on because they couldn't afford to pay him that much for the production that he gave. And now the Eagles reap the benefits for that. So, Ed, my question to you is, to me, it looks like when the Doug Peterson experiment, you know how he stepped away the first time when Chip Kelly took over and he had to you know recreate himself, recreate his image. Uh, and he did so. And he won a Super Bowl doing so. It seems when the Doug Peterson era and the Carson Wentz era failed, Howie had to do that again, where he had to take a step back, reflect, see what went wrong, and progress moving forward. And I would say to you, Ed, the 2021 draft and this offseason looks like a whole new Howie Roseman. Would you
1: agree? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, kudos to Howie Roseman for sure. I mean, we went into this offseason thinking, okay, they're they're nowhere near ready to compete maybe in a year or two but now you have to readjust those expectations I, you know obviously james bradbury huge huge addition but you know you just look at the additions of the other veterans sasan reddick you know 23 and a half sacks the last 2 years probably will get a double digit sack total from him this year i would guess and, and aj brown i mean th- those three additions alone you know, guys that have proven themselves in the NFL, you know, raise those expectations. That yeah, why not the Eagles this year? Why couldn't they in an NFC that? You know, obviously it has the Rams. You know, Super Bowl champions. That that's that's a tough uh, tough matchup. And the Packers still have Rodgers and Brady's back in Tampa. But you know, why can't the Eagles push to get at least to the NFC Championship game? Um. Yeah, and, and I think it all goes, you know, you have to credit Howie there. I mean, just what he did. And then you top off the fact that what he did in the draft by bringing in the two Georgia defenders and um, Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean, uh, just, you know, it's, it's amazing what, what he's done. And, you know, Bradbury, talking about him specifically, I mean, the Giants did sign him to that big deal, and uh, it was too big of a deal for their salary cap. They had to cut him. Uh, you know, we talk about okay, yeah, he, he was rated poorly by PFF last year. But listen, the guy had four interceptions last year, career high. He's got 15 interceptions in six years. That's almost three per season. Um, maybe he did struggle last year, but he also did a lot of good things. And believe me, if the Giants didn't have salary cap issues, he he wouldn't have been cut. He the, the Giants would have been happy to bring him back, but they didn't have enough money to even sign their draft picks, so they had to do something and you know, Bradbury was a casualty to the Eagles' good fortune. And, um, you know, it was – apparently Bradbury had 11 offers or 11 teams had reached out to him. Um, He cut the list to three, and he picked the Eagles at the expense of leaving some money on the table um, because he thinks he's a perfect fit in this defense that Jonathan Gannon's going to play. So, you know, it couldn't have worked out any better for the Eagles – you know, had they not gotten Bradbury, you're looking at two or three unproven young starters that or or players that would have been battling to start opposite Darius Slay with, you know, Zach McPherson, Tay Gow and Kerry Vincent, and who knows who else, but now you've got, you know, a 28 year old, he'll be 29 in August. You have a 28 year old that's going to come in and he's starter number two. And, you know, suddenly Slay and Bradbury might be the two best starting cornerback tandems in the NFC. Um, you know, it's just amazing to me that uh what Howie's been able to do in this offseason.
0: Plus, I mean, you know, we'll all forget. I think James Bradbury made the best decision for his career because he has to rejuvenate his market. Uh, he has to get that big deal again. And what he what he decided to do was go to a team that was set at cornerback one and and nickel. We can't forget that. Monte Maddox played yeah, stellar play last year. Yep. they are set at nickel with how Monte Maddox adjusted to this system. Uh when I'm looking at it, I'm James Radbury, I'm looking at the situation saying I'm most likely with the way those slot wide receivers are going in nowadays or where they're lining slot receivers up, I'm most likely going to face the second or third best wide receiver on that team or the second or third passing option uh, against posing offenses. It's not going to yeah. be me going against the number one guy anymore. Yeah, uh, That's an appealing situation where a guy who's going to have to look to cash in ne- next year. And if I'm the Eagles, I'm like, what we just did for Steve Nelson. Yeah, he got paid. He got paid from the Texans and nobody would have thought he got paid that much for the Texans. If you want to come here, join this zone dependent scheme that you thrive in. You're, you're way more adjusted to zone than you are press and you don't have to be the number one guy, let alone maybe even the number two, because of how great Avante Maddox has been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. situation is beautiful. Uh, I think I just, everybody's just saying, what about safety now? What about safety? But I think, you know, with this cornerback trio, with the additions that they made at linebacker, because you're white to Kobe Dean, uh, I think they're going to be fine with Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris, in their opinion. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to be quite done there yet. I can still see them bringing in one more guy, uh, depending on Kayvon Wallace's development and how he looks during OTAs and training camp. Uh, but I, right now, I you know I, I think it's fine to pencil in Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris as you start in safeties. I think the secondary is all but set, other than depth.
1: Yeah, that that's what I was going to say, is that safety depth is a little thin um, you know, after Epps and Harris, I mean, yeah, Kayvon is is part of that mix and, you know, who knows, you know, how he's developed. And then you have, you know, Jared Maiden, and they brought in Reed Blankenship as an undrafted free agent, but you know, that, that to me is the only question I think Epps will be, you know, fine as a starter, you know, is he Jesse Bates, the Bengals, uh, un, you know, disgruntled safety that wants perhaps to be traded, or is he, you know, Chuck Clark? I, I don't know. Maybe he's not quite at that level, but you know, he is, he is, uh, sufficient enough I think but it's just what happens if you know somebody gets hurt you know Harris missed a couple games last year with hand injuries then then what then you get you know real thin real fast so that that's my only concern at safety but you know I just getting back to Howie again for a minute I listen I don't want to hear fans next year complain about Howie Roseman when the free agency starts and you're two weeks in and you're sitting there with one player. You know, everybody was calling this offseason a disappointment, not even understanding that there was months and months to go before your team roster is solidified. And yet fans were so down on what he was doing and ripping them and, you know, saying, Oh, all these great free agents are coming off the board. Well, here we are mid-May and look at the Eagles now. Um, You know, this isn't a sprint coming out of the the starting gate when free agency opens. It's a marathon. And, you know, Howie Roseman has a plan, and he's going to stick to that plan. So, please, next year, do me a favor and don't complain when free agency starts and the Eagles just kind of sit on their hands. They're they're waiting. They're waiting for the right moment to pounce, and that's what happened this offseason. We see it every year. We saw him add Steven Nelson at cornerback last year in July. I mean, fans need to be a little bit more patient. And give this thing time to simmer. Give the offseason some time to percolate. And now look at look at the Eagles now. They've had probably the best offseason of any team in the NFL.
0: Oh, I compl- uh, that's, wow, bull saving there. But completely true because, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, most of the major moves were made a week before the draft and the week after the draft. You know, yeah. it, you do have to be patient with this process. The offseason is very long, and the Eagles had assets that were meant to be used during the draft time, mm-hmm. as they showed. Uh, I completely agree with that, though. They have one of the best all season in the NFL. I think Howie Roseman's flipped a complete different page. That's why I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You know, now
1: it's up performing. to the up to the players to come in and to gel together and to live up to these expectations. I mean, you know, Howie has done his job. Okay, uh, we can't go into the season now, and if this thing falls flat on its face, it's it's not Howie's fault. He he put the pieces in place. Now it's time to make sure. And T.J. Edwards said this: We had Eagles' availability. Uh, during the week, this week, and you know, T.J. Edwards said, now it's up to these guys to come in. We do things a certain way here, and now it's time for these guys that have played to understand the way we do things, buy in, and let's take off from there. So now it's on the players, it's on the coaches, but how he's done his job.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, guess who has no excuses now after all the moves that are made? Jonathan Gannon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Gannon is for sure. um, I I don't want to say the hot seat because, you know, the guy had two head coaching interviews last year. Um, but yeah, his second year, uh, again, it was something that some of the players talked about when we had them the other day, um, about how vital it is to have, you know, your defensive coordinator back for a second season. Now you kind of know what to expect, what kind of person he is. It's to the Eagles advantage that he didn't get a job and come back. And yet again, here we go. The fans were clamoring for Jonathan Gannon to get a job because they didn't want him to come back. But, you know, inside the locker room, it's a little bit different story inside that, Care complex in Philadelphia, it's a different story. And they're all happy to have Jonathan Gannon back. And I said this repeatedly last year that, that it's not a Jonathan Gannon problem with this defense. It's a personnel problem. Now he has his personnel, and if it doesn't click, then it's a Gannon problem. But right now, um, you know, he's got the parts. He's got the pieces. And now it's time to uh, make sure they're all on the same page and they get a good game plan week in and week out and uh, take this team to the next level.
0: I mean, the corners are there. The uh, the edge rushers there. The nose tackle that you want to really set the tone for the up, up front is there. Uh, and the linebackers. The linebackers that you finally needed are there. No excuse for John the Yen right now. He has to step up this year for the Eagles defense. I mean, at least I agree with you, though. Like we said it multiple times on this podcast, the personnel just didn't match what he wanted to run. Now it does. So let's see what it goes from there. And it, it, let's see if these head coaching interviews were justified.
1: Um they got twelve linebackers. Twelve linebackers on the roster. I mean, this I mean, again. Howie gets a lot of grief for not drafting linebackers in the first round, but uh, listen, he he rebuilt that whole room. You know, he added Kaiser White, Hassan Reddick, and uh, you know he he added uh, you know the Kobe Dean, obviously, Kyron Johnson, both in the draft. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of been a, an amazing transformation in that locker room uh, with these linebackers, and now they have twelve of them. Um, they're probably going to have to cut half by the end of the summer. But, you know, you can't complain about the linebacking group. That's a solid um, group of linebackers that they have right now in that room.
0: Off topic, before we get into the schedule discussion, it looks like there's a little bit of discussion going towards the interior of the offensive line and where the Eagles go with the right guard to replace Brennan Brooks. Um, I know, you know, we've talked about Isaac Sayamalu the recent talk is obviously and i you know honest nfl on twitter brought this up and i think a lot of people are starting to discuss it now and i want to discuss it with you because i think it's you know we've talked about this subject before who fills in at right guard um and my i was on the fence with saying put dickerson there you know he's played right guard in college uh putting next to lane and J- jason kelsey i don't think you'd miss a beat but i think the eagles and i think i was wrong i i i'm looking back on it now cuz i only said that a couple of weeks ago but i think i was wrong uh, I think the Eagles want a decade plus of Jordan Milad and Landon Dickerson. And I think that's, a, that's the right move. That is the right move uh, to pair those guys for a decade plus uh, is going to pay huge dividends for the left side of the offensive line, especially when uh, Cam Jurgens comes in and takes over for Jason Kelsey. He's going to have the left side of him solidified. So that makes complete sense to me. I'm off that train now. Landon Dickerson has to be the left guard of this team. Say Omalu, I mean, again, you're transitioning from side to side. I don't think it's going to be the easiest transition either, but I think he can do it because we'll, all, we all forget, as you say, Omalu had a ton of position versatility before he even came to the Eagles, as is at Oregon State. He's played right card before. He's played right card for the Eagles before. So I do believe that he can do it. But the more proven guy on on their roster is Jack Driscoll to play right card. I think this team really does like how he played the right card last year and how he answered the the uh, filling in for... Uh, Brandon Brooks and so on and so forth. Renee Herbig as well. Um, I'm wondering where you are with this decision. Are you, who are you Who are you right now keeping your eye on the right guard?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think Ciamalo is better. Um, I agree. But but again, can he transition from side to side? Now, he did that at Oregon, but that was years ago. I think he came into the draft, you know, in 2016 when the Eagles took Carson Wentz. Isaac Ciamalo was the next pick in the third round. Um, so I, I think he's a better player. Uh, but whether or not the Eagles feel that way, I know Nick Sirianni loves Jack Driscoll, loves him. And I think Driscoll's going to be given every chance to win that job. Um, and then Siamalu becomes more of a depth piece. Um, and, and we'll have to see the health of Siamalu. You know, he got he gets dinged up. And, you know, listen, Jack Driscoll doesn't stay healthy. He's no, uh, you know, Cal Ripken either. He's no Iron Man. He's not answering the bell every game his first two years in the league, he's ended the season on IR, so you know you really can't count on him at this point. I would say, but you know, to start the year, yeah, I would say he's certainly in the mix. And you know, um, it'd be interesting to see how Siemalu feels about going to the bench to become a depth piece um, after years of starting for this That's team. A favorable
0: trade chip, to be honest with you, he's a great. He, I agree yeah. with you. He's he's better. He's a better player than Jack Driscoll. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, one of my hit pieces for SI was on Isaac Siemalu, and that you know, this production he's had ever since, you know, 2018, he's been better and better and better each year. He just can't stay healthy, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean, contract yeah. is incredibly favorable. That contract yeah. is so favorable. It if I'm a team that needs interior help, which again, the NFL is a league that always can use offensive line help. And I'm not starting Isaac Say Omalu. I understand how important offensive line depth is to the Philadelphia Eagles team and how important it is league wide, but man, I'm listening. I'm listening to offers.
1: Yeah, I I guess. I mean, listen, they already lost Nate Herbig. You know, that's a pretty big depth piece on the interior when they released him and the Jets scooped him up right away. But, you know, to get rid of another depth guy on the interior, I think that would be problematic in the long term. Um, So it would have to be a really sweet offer if you're going to part ways with Ciamalu. I, I don't see it. I could see maybe Andre Dillard certainly Mm -hmm. being dealt um they have some pieces on the outside at tackle you know with a raven clark and brett toth um but you know and then Diller can only play left tackle and you know he can start at left tackle i don't know what teams need a left tackle but clearly nobody you know really needs one right now or they'd probably be in touch with the eagles but things could change through the summer but you know to me he's more of a likely candidate to get dealt then I would say Isaac Ciamalu, unless the deal is really, really sweet for Ciamalu. But it's going to be tough to part with an interior lineman. And I guess some of it depends on how Cam Jurgens develops. You know, there's talk of him learning how to play guard while, you know, uh, he, he waits for Jason Kelsey to retire to take over at center. So if Jurgens, you know, can show that, you know, he can play some guard, then maybe that changes things too with Ciamalu. But, you know, that's a lot of balls in the air right now. To answer the initial question, I would say Driscoll, yeah. Driscoll's going to be given the opportunity to start uh, at that right guard spot with Siamalu. And maybe Juergens. You know, if Juergens comes out and picks it up quick, who knows? Maybe Juergens is in that mix, too. But Driscoll, I know Sirianni loves Driscoll, so he's going to be given an opportunity. Let's
0: get into the schedule, though. This is looking pretty favorable for the Eagles, if you ask me, in my opinion. I think, bare minimum, they
1: win 11 games. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say... 10 or 11. Everybody says it's an easy schedule. I'm not, I don't know, but I I guess, I mean, if you 30th ranked, I know, I don't know how they arrive at it, you know, some sort of analytics, but you know, they play the Steelers. That's tough. They play the Titans. They're the number one seed from last year. They play the Packers. They were the number one seed last year. I mean, those are three tough games. And then you have to go to the Colts, you know, who probably should have been in the playoffs last year. I mean, that's a tough game. You have Houston, the Texans on a short week. Um, you know they should beat the Texans, but yeah. again, short week. And then you have the Chicago Bears everybody thinks it's a win, but that's sandwiched in between two other road games, um, two division games so mm-hmm. that looks like a trap game uh, and you know listen, I think the opener against the Lions is not a gimme either. I mean everybody oh no I right agree right that off as a, as a win, but I you know the Lions uh, you know in the second year in Dan Campbell, they proved a lot they they have improved and listen I, I feel a lot better with James Bradbury and, you know, the matchup with Jamison Williams, uh, you know, the rookie that they picked, they zoomed up the draft board to pick we him. They don't all. just have
0: just him though. They have uh, St. Yeah. Brown, Amara St. Yeah. Brown, and then they had DJ Shark. They, they signed Shark this offseason. Yep. I mean,
1: I, I think the Lions aren't going to be the knockover everybody thinks. So everybody says it's an easy schedule and, you know, the schedule changes week to week in the NFL, you know, injuries factor in, but, uh, and I know analytics say it's the 30th ranked schedule as far as being easy. So I, but I'm not quite sold on that. I still think that the Eagles were a nine-win team last year. They've gotten infinitely better this year, so they should at least win one more game, probably two. So yeah, 10, 11 feels right. Probably I would lean toward 11, um, but it's not as easy. I think when everybody looks at it, and says, "Oh, this schedule's easy. You got to play the Cowboys twice. They're defending champs, and I know they didn't have a very good off season." Um, but the Eagles haven't beaten them recently. Right. They've they've lost six out of the eight games in the last couple of years against the Cowboys. Prescott chews them up. Hurts is 0-2 against Dallas. So, you know, to me, there's no easy game on this schedule. I, I just don't see it. I mean, you can make an argument for the ones that everybody thinks is easy. That It's not going to be easy. I mean, the Steelers aren't going to just roll over this year. Um, Yeah, they could have a quarterback issue, but their defense is really good. T.J. Watt mm-hmm. can put a hurting on you um but so i I don't know i you know the vikings is that an easy game i you know i was gonna
0: say i look the thing i like about the schedule so far is you're catching the vikings when they're trying to establish a whole entire different system different team i mean they're going from the mike zimmer defense first to kevin o'connell's fast-paced Sean McVay ram offense that that's not gonna just happen overnight Mm -hmm. that's that's favorable for the eagles to catch that so early washington I think what plays to the Eagles' advantage is the defense. Carson Wentz better than anybody, you know. They know his tendencies. They picked him off in practice all the time. They know what he likes to do. Uh, and James Bradbury is one of his favorite wide receivers. So I I think that's a favorable game for the Eagles as well. Doug, you're get you're catching the Jaguars when they're trying to establish Doug Peterson's uh, culture, and that's not going to be a four week process. They're not they're not going to be done by week four of establishing that. That's going to be a huge turnover from what Urban Meyer was doing to going into what Doug Peterson was doing. I think that's favorable to catch because, again, I think Jacksonville is very talented, too. I think they will turn it around. But when you're catching these teams like Minnesota with their new coach and trying to establish their culture, Jacksonville, Arizona without uh, DeAndre Hopkins is huge, huge to me, huge. Dallas, catching Dallas this early when they're trying to figure it out how to replace Amari Cooper, and they didn't really bring in any uh, adequate additions to replace him. Is huge for me too because that passing offense. I don't care what the Dallas fans say. I don't care what anybody else says. Look what happened to that team prior to Amari Cooper arriving, and then look what happened after Dak hit a whole new level of quarterback play. Um, I don't think he's going to drop off significantly. I think the passing offense will though without Amari Cooper, and they didn't replace him. So uh, I think catching these teams early is favorable for the Eagles to establish themselves as a you know a five and one, six and two team you know, to start off the gate and that's, what's going to help them when they get into those toughers games. Like you're saying, like Indianapolis, isn't going to be a slouch and they're on the road against Indianapolis. I agree with you. Green Bay, they, they struggled. Green Bay, uh, Tennessee. I agree with you as well, but you know, that's a tough three game stretch. AJ Brown's going to want to go off, you know, yeah. I, and I don't know if, you know, if the Eagles can become a way better run defense this year, that game becomes way more favorable. for The mm-hmm. Eagles, um, the bears. I do agree with you on the bears though. I think people are sleeping on the bears. Um, the saints too, as well at the end of the season. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, lot, a lot of things on the line considering what the saints are wanting to do in the South. Uh, if the Buccaneers win that division again, they're going to be making a wild card push with all the additions that they made as well. That game's gonna be the toughest. I think I'm looking at the schedule in the glance and I'm thinking at the end of the season, if the Eagles are trying to make a playoff push, catching Dallas and the saints is a, a tough stretch right there for that. Uh, trying mm-hmm. to make that push. That's, where all I see is where I'm thinking that, but at the beginning of the season, I think the Eagles can establish themselves as one of the better teams right out the gate.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, listen. I you talk about AJ Brown going off. I mean Zach Ertz. You know, you think he they might try to design some plays when they go to Arizona for Ertz, especially without uh, you know D Hop. Yeah. I'm uh, sure. You know, Carson Wentz two games against the Eagles. You, you it's don't funny because I had... you get one of those wins. I don't know. I, I think Carson Wentz going to be pretty fired up to beat the Eagles. Oh no, for sure. I. I...
0: I have a feeling that they split with Washington this year. I don't I don't think it's going to be a clean sweep. But I'm telling you right now, that team knows how to get when it's uncomfortable. That defense knows.
1: And they will take advantage of that.
0: And when he gets uncomfortable, we see what happens. We've all seen it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jayhan Dotson, we'll see how he acclimates the rookie. Oh, yeah. no.
0: But the thing we can't ignore is Washington did upgrade a quarterback. Taylor Heineke was not something that teams really uh-huh. took seriously. So uh-huh. – you know Carson Wentz, being what he is, a volatile starter. You know he's going to be erratic, uh, but he's going to have some good plays there in the end. Washington did upgrade; you have to acknowledge that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it plays into the Eagles' favor knowing the guy better than their backhands. That's what. That's why I look at that as a favorable thing for the Eagles because I think you know Brennan Graham knows his tendencies. Uh, if I pressure him on this side; he's going to go roll out there, and he might be throwing the interception there. Like that's I just see them having that to their advantage, but. I think they split with Washington. I don't think they sweep them.
1: How about Dallas? I mean C. I D. think they split Lam- with
0: Dallas this year. I think they finally split with Dallas this year. Okay. Because I'm
1: telling you right now, a huge reason why they would lose to
0: Dallas is because of Amari Cooper. They could never find an answer for Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. And then and now that he's finally gone, uh CD CeeDee Lamb is great. Yeah. You know, Michael Gallup's, a, Michael Gallup's Michael very good. These guys aren't Amari Cooper yet, though, Ed.
1: Yeah, Dallas has tight ends. The Eagles' biggest problem in the seat during the season was guarding tight ends. And Still going did- to be. It, it should not be this year, but we'll I see. But, you know, Dalton Schultz is good. They got a lot of rave reviews from Jake Ferguson, the rookie fourth-round pick from Wisconsin during rookie camp. You know, they have uh, Blake Jarwin, who's a capable tight I end. Mean, tight ends are still going to be dangerous in that Dallas offense. I mean, I, I know everybody says, oh, they lost Cooper and Collins and Williams on the offensive line and, you know, Randy Gregory. But, you know, they, they've still got some talent. In Dallas and you know those are going to be two very tough games that game on New Year's Eve or uh, Christmas Eve where the Eagles have to go to Dallas I mean that that's a, that's an L that's about as big as L as you can find on this schedule they're not winning that game so they got to win that game early in the season uh, on Sunday night football here in Philadelphia if they want to split I'm not ready to say that <laughs> the Eagles play better I, I don't want to say they play better in Dallas but they've they've pulled some upsets up in Dallas yeah uh, but we'll see. I know. I, I, that's, the last hey, game man, a that's a fair game. Point, not... trip. You know, they go to Giants, they go to the Bears and they go to that's a lot right around the holidays, you know, for guys to go in. And it's like, you know, here we are Christmas Eve, uh, third straight game away. That's that's a tough, it's tough task. To Absolutely. Listen, do, do you want to just go through and, you know, give our quick wins and losses with each game? We'll total them up yeah, and see let's do what it. we got. Let's do, let's it. do it. All right. Lions first
0: game. I have a win, but that's going to be tougher than, like you're saying, that's, you know, if the Eagles win, I think they squeak it out six points most.
1: Okay, I know they hammered them last year, but I'm going to go L here.
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) They lose the, after all this crazy offseason, they start the season off losing the Lions. (laughs) Philadelphia's
1: going to burn the ground. I know. I'm here to see it, though. I I want to see it. I'm going to go L. But listen, I I got them rebounding quickly, so let's go on here. So Minnesota Monday night.
0: Catching Minnesota at home against this new coaching staff, it's just too favorable. I'm going W.
1: I'm going W as well. Big rebound game for the Eagles after losing to the Lions in the opener. (laughs) Washington. At Washington.
0: (sighs) They don't really lose at Washington. It seems like if they're going to lose to Washington, it's going to be in Philly, which is sucks to say, but uh, they don't lose in Washington. So I'm going to go Eagles there.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles as well. I think, you know, you know, even though Carson Wentz will be fired up, sometimes a fired-up Carson Wentz can work against Carson Wentz, and he tries to get too, uh, you know, too perfect, I guess you could say, and he'll force some balls. And, you know, with Bradbury and Slay now, I think Wentz could be in for a long game. So I'll go W in Washington. Now we got the Jags
0: at home. I'm going W here too just because I don't I... – it's going to be too much for Doug. This is a tougher job for Doug Peterson than it was when he first took over the Eagles after Chip Kelly. I'm just being honest. Uh, I mean, it was very tough then, too, as well. But uh, this is going to be a little bit tougher because the franchise is already a disaster, as is before Herbermeyer was even arrived. So uh, this is going to be a tougher job for Doug Peterson. I don't think he can establish the culture this early into the season. If it was later into the season, though, this would have been a trap game for me. This would have been my Chicago Bears for me if this was later into the season, but now I'm going to go with W. Which
1: it's going to be a fun game, you know, with some of the veterans on this Eagles team that won a Super Bowl with Doug. There's not many of them left, um, but you know they did have Doug for a few more years after that, so he's very familiar with this team, and maybe that plays into the Jags' favor. But I'm with you; I'm not ready to go there with the Jags pulling an upset. So I'll go with the win. So you you have having four and zero here, Connor, <laughs> heading to uh, Arizona to the desert. I have them three and one. Um, what do you think happens out in the desert with no D hop, but was Zach Ertz?
0: Yeah. See, this is tough too. Uh, Arizona's defense took a step back though. We can't, we can't forget that. They take a step back this year. Their best corner right now is, is Byron Murphy. Who's, you know, a nickel hybrid. Uh, their outside corners are Jeff Gladney and they still haven't figured out cornerback too. Um, Jeff Gladney's missed a year. He still was, he, you know, he's, he's going into like really his second season now. Um, with no D hop, you know, this game's gonna be tough still. It's gonna be tough. Uh I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the W here just because I don't think Arizona's I think Arizona's defense without Chandler Jones, without a you know, a number one corner, uh I don't think they're gonna be able to handle the Eagles, especially the D hop. You know, a lot of things go in the Eagles' favor here. And I, I think it's gonna be a tight game because again, it's in Arizona. Uh that's not gonna be easy at all. Uh Kyler Murray is still Kyler Murray at the end of the day, folks. Whatever you think about him that's your opinion, but he's still a great quarterback in this league. Uh, tough matchup. I can go either one here, but I, I'm just going to go with W because I think there's too many things going against Arizona, uh, that would play advantage to the Eagles. Because No number one corner. So that's advantage for Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Uh, the safeties are good. So Dallas Goddard might be in for a rough day. Uh, you know, no D hop, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Max go up against A.J. Green, Marquise Hollywood, Brown, Rondale Moore. Um, Ertz, who we probably think goes off. I think Ed's going to go with an L here, but I'm going to go with the W, which is crazy, 5 and 0 to start off. That would be incredibly exciting uh well, for the Eagles, but uh you can go either way with this one, but I'm going to go with the W.
1: Suddenly all those Miami Dolphins uh from 1972 are paying attention, right? Uh-oh, undefeated Eagles 5 and 0. I'm going with an L, you're right. So I got him 4 and 2, <laughs> 3 and 2. You got him 5 and 0. And now we're going to Dallas at home. What do you got there?
0: I have no Ooh, I have no fun. Yeah. I, and, it, you know, as much as I hate to say it, they, I don't know why they just struggle with Dallas at home. It seems like, uh, I know a couple of games have been meaningless for the Eagles lately when Dallas plays in Philadelphia, but, uh, I don't know. They just struggle with Dallas at home. It seems like these last, for the first couple of games that come to my mind. And they're not going to, I think they'll be lucky to split with Dallas this year because that's what, I mean, that's improvement, folks. They've been being swept by them lately. So I think they, They split with Dallas this year. I think they take their first loss of the season now and get humbled real quick.
1: Okay, well, I have them losing on Christmas Eve to Dallas, and I think they're going to split, so I have them winning this game. Uh, And then they have their bye, and they come out of the bye, and they play the Steelers. Uh, Always a tough game against the cross-state rival. Uh, What do you have here? Who knows who will play playing quarterback, but uh, what do you think? Uh, Win-loss. I
0: think a lot of people are going to say this is a win because of the quarterback issue, but I'll tell you right now, Ben Roethlis- Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky are going to be upgrades over a 2021 Ben Roethlisberger. That's how bad he was. Um, and the Steelers still made it the playoffs with that defense of Mike Tomlin. I think this is a game where you go into it thinking we're five and one, we're a very good team. Steelers are still trying to figure out a quarterback. Let's take it easy, and that's the wrong way approach to have it, and they lose because of that approach. Because Mike Tomlin's still a superior coach. You have to acknowledge that. You have to play up to your coaching rival. And that defense is still electric. It's still great. And it's still going to be going into the season. So I think that, you know, coming off of two losses after starting 5-0 would be really tough for the Eagles. But I think it humbles them because I think when you take these two losses to teams that are playoff-caliber teams this early into the season, it shapes you. It molds you into taking these games, you know, towards the end of the season way more seriously. Uh, Really just makes the culture of the team, makes shifts this whole entire season around, in my opinion. So I think they take an L here. But I think it's a good L to take.
1: Wow, back-to-back losses after a five-and-zero yeah. start. I'm going to go with the loss here. Also, I have them four and three. You have them five and two, and they're heading to Houston on the short week Thursday night.
0: Yeah, they they're taking a win here. Yeah,
1: just, Houston's I'm, a mess. Yeah,
0: uh, I think they're going in the right direction though. I just don't think they picked the right coach. Uh, I I think they have. I think David. I like Davis Mills a lot. I'm I'm glad they're giving Davis Mills another chance because I think he deserves it with uh, how awful that team was last year. But they are building. They have a lot of young pieces on that team that are going to be better in the long term for them, but not in year one. Yeah,
1: uh, so, yeah. I'll go W, too. I just think the Eagles' roster is better and they, they win this game. Then they have 11 days off uh, and they go to Washington on Monday Night Football. Uh, you had them winning in the opener against Washington, as did I. What do you think in the rematch? Man, this really hurts to say. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an
0: L here because I think they split with Washington. And if Carson Wentz comes into Philadelphia and wins, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. You're not going to hear the end of it, but mm-hmm. I do have an L here because I do think they split with Washington this year. And if I have them winning earlier in the season, I'm going to have to have them lose later in the season then. So uh, that's just my, you know, maybe Eagles fans rather hope that they lose in Washington and win Philly Maybe you rather have that situation, but uh, either way, I had them split with Washington, so I'll take the L here.
1: Yeah. So let's see. You have them six and three now after mm-hmm. nine games. I have them five and four because I have them losing as well. Um, although I'm really, I'm not really sold on that. <laughs> I think they could sweep the skin, uh, the Commanders this year, but they could. Um, I'm going L here. And then they have, well, um, that's that's two losses uh, come or loss coming out of the bye and a loss going into the bye. Um, boy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. anyway, anyway, so yeah, and then they go to the Colts. Tough game, tough game, it's tough three game stretch at Indy, Green Bay, and Tennessee at home What what do you got here with Green uh, Indy? Don't you can't
0: miss the underlying theme here is that the uh, teacher's going against the student in this game. Nick Sirianni is a student of Frank Reich. Um, you can't forget that that usually goes in favor of the teacher. I don't have it going in favor of the teacher this time around, though. I do believe the Eagles will beat the Colts. Um, That team is going to be better than they were last year, but Matt Ryan has no mobility whatsoever. That's going to play to the Eagles' advantage. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is obviously going to be a very tough matchup for them. They have to be better against the run this year if they are, uh, which they should be expected with all the additions that they made. Uh, I think this is a team that they can handle. Yes, I do have them winning this game because I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be able to pass it on this Eagles' defense. They'll lean on the run, and if you lean on the run against the Eagles this year, I expect them to be much better against the run, and I think that will play to the Eagles' advantage. So I I have them winning this game.
1: Yeah, me too. I think Jordan Davis helps with that. Jonathan Taylor, uh, matchup in the run game. So that's a win, uh, back to back home games against the defending number one seeds in the playoffs in the NFC and AFC starting with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. What do you think?
0: I have them winning as much as, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is giving the Eagles struggles, but they have beaten him. They beat him on the ground in green Bay. Um, Look, no Devontae Adams is going to make a huge difference. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, Waiting on Christian Watson, leaning on Sammy Watkins, who's not going to, we already know Sammy Watkins is not going to uh, probably be healthy around this time when the Eagles play them anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, they just don't have the weapons. You know, they're going to lean on Aaron Jones heavily this game. And I expect, like we keep saying, the Eagles be way better against the run. And Aaron Jones is a great receiver as well. Uh, but it's going to be a tight game. But I think the Eagles are going to pull off the here and beat the Packers.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they beat, uh, Aaron Rodgers here. I just don't think the Packers were as good as people think. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rodgers is a great equalizer in the talent department, but I still have the Eagles winning at home, uh, going into to the Tennessee game, another tough game. Everybody says the A.J. Brown revenge game. What do you What do you have to say? Win or loss?
0: Win. I'm going to go with win here because I just I think Tennessee got a lot worse this offseason. I think they got a lot worse, and I think that Bengals game it was very deflating for them. Um and you know they do have Robert Woods they do have Traylon Burks uh but again Traylon Burks is a rookie how much impact is he going to have in year one I don't think he's going to be a significant as much as you know what AJ Brown could have been doing for them uh Derrick Henry still Derrick Henry he's going to be you know probably the best running back in the league next year as as it usually is um and at the tops of the rushing ranks as well but I don't think the Titans are that good I think it matches I I think I don't want to say I don't think the Titans are that good because I think they won the South again this year but. I think if you're looking at a matchup wise, AJ Brown is definitely going to have revenge on his mind, which plays in favor to the Eagles. Uh, who on that secondary is going to get AJ Brown, Christian Fulton. I don't believe that. Um, I just think if you're looking at a matchup at a matchup, you know, Titans, you could say the Titans are the better team, than the Eagles, but I think this Eagles favored the matchup this time around. So I'm going to go with the Eagles.
1: Yeah. I, I think these are going to be, this is the third straight physical, really physical game. I think in a row for them with the Colts, uh, titans and packers i'm going to go with a loss here against tennessee um i just i don't know i just think it's tough to ask a team to beat two number one seeds in back-to-back weeks even though they're both at home i'm going to go with an l here um so let's see i have them seven and five now and you have them uh nine and four or nine and three yeah so i I have them in the giants Okay. Uh, yeah, right. The giant, yeah, I have a win there as well. It's okay. So that's going to be 10 and three.
0: It's just getting a little too favorable. I have eight. I agree with you with the bears game. Actually, I'm going to go with the loss on the bears because especially since it's away in Chicago, I think that's going to be, uh, playing down to your
1: opponent issue. I think they win tough, tough game, but I think they find a way to win again, better roster. Um, Eagles are going to hit their stride here. Uh, over the final five couple games here. So I have a win, 9-5. and You have a loss, 10-4. and We're in the same park. Uh, And then they wrap up this three-game road trip, the Christmas Eve in Dallas. We already know I have a loss. Uh, What do you have? You have them splitting, but you have them losing in Philly. So you have a win win here. Okay. All right. You got them with 11 wins here with two to go. The Eagles
0: haven't played the Saints when they've had their starting quarterback. It's been mm -hmm. Taysom Hill – It's been Trevor Simeon. If Jameis Winston is healthy, I have them losing this game. Oh, okay. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be for playoff implications on both sides. I think both teams play incredibly well, but uh, I'm going to have them drop in this game.
1: Yeah, I have, uh, I have them winning. I think the saints, you know, remember the Eagles have the saints first round pick next year. So that gives them a little bit more motivation to kind of keep the saints, you know, pile up as many losses as you can and make that pick better. So, uh, you know, I have them with a win. Uh, so now we have them both 11 and 5 heading into the final game at home against the Giants. What, what do you think about this one?
0: I'm going with the win. I don't I don't think the Giants are going to be – I think the Giants are going to be the worst team in the NFC East this year.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, and
0: it's crazy to say because I think they had the best draft yeah. um, of the NFC East. I think they are going to take some time to figure themselves out. You know, Joe Sheen's not a veteran GM. Uh, Brian Dables on a veteran head coach, you know, they brought in guys that are doing their first years on the job. Um, and I think there's a lot of pieces of this Dave Gettleman team that need to be neutered still, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And it's starting with the quarterback position. I think they're going to figure out this year that he's not the guy. So I think it's going to take them some time to figure out that he's not the guy. And when they do, you're looking at Tyrod Taylor as the other option. Um, yeah. I don't see the giants being able to beat the Eagles, especially now with James Bradbury on the other side.
1: And what about Boston Scott? Boston Scott, yeah, the exactly.
0: Giants. Yeah, 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 and then the Giant Killer, Boston Scott. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think the Eagles sweep the Giants again this year. All right. So
1: 12 and five. I have a,
0: not again. Sorry. Won. They lost to the Giants last year, but I think they do sweep the Giants this year. That's right. 13
1: to seven. What a dud game that yeah, was. Yeah. Jalen Rance, that was on you, bud. Yep. Yep. All right. So I have a win. 12. I don't know how I have them with 12 wins. I, I, I said 10 That's or 11. bare
0: minimum is 11 for me.
1: Uh, yeah. It would be
0: disappointing if they didn't, to be honest with you, because of all the talent they have.
1: And, it's and we, we both have the same number of wins, 12, and yet, yet we have a completely different way of <laughs> yeah, getting there. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah.
0: Um. Last question to you before the episode ends. The Eagles made – you could tell that they made the necessary moves they needed to do to put Carson Wentz in the position to make a sophomore leap as a starter. I would
1: say they did it even better this time around for Jalen Hurts. Would you agree? Uh, let's see. What did the Eagles do sophomore year? They signed, um, Jeffrey, Torrey Al- Al- Jeffrey, you know, Torrey Smith, you know, defense that Chris Long, Patrick Robinson, who was a big piece, LeGarrette Blount who interestingly signed May 17th, right. 2017 and the Eagles signed Bradbury May 18th. So five years in the, in one day, um, between, uh, you know, those guys signing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, man. I, I listen, I would say the 2017, uh, sophomore build around Wentz was better, but if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, I'll change my mind. So, but I think it's hard to say this year is better because of what that that 2017 offseason produced, produced uh, a Super Bowl champion. I mean that that's right. tough, um, you know. But it's a great question, and you know something you should probably write about. But I think that uh, boy, that's, I w- I'll say 2017 just because we already know what the result was. Super Bowl. We don't know what it's going to be this year, but if it's Super Bowl, then I might change my mind. What do you think?
0: I think it has better replications because it looks like it's going to be more long-term sustainable. Um, what I mean by that is A.J. Brown is going to be your wide receiver one for years. Alshon, you didn't know because he right. brought, you brought him in on a, a rental contract right. hoping it would work right. out. and yeah, It did for well. a couple years. It did for a couple years. Um, it's going to work out longer with A.J. Brown. Yeah. I mean...
1: And Hassan Reddick, three years versus, you know, one year for Long, one year for P. Rob. Um, and Long stayed for a couple of years, and I think it's going to be around the same time as Hassan Reddick. But he,
0: originally, you know, and no discredit to Chris Long, because he was really the Eagles' best pure pass rusher during that era of the of the Eagles' dominance. Yeah. Um, but so is Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick is a 10-plus guy. Yeah. The Eagles built a contender out of this offseason. The Eagles built a because they were competitive in 2018 and 2009. They're playoffs all those three years still. Yeah. So I think the Eagles at least replicated that formula in the sense of they built a a consistent contender, because I'm telling you folks right now, I think this is a playoff team for the next couple of years. You can win in this league regardless of how your quarterback is playing. As silly as that sounds, as long as he's playing a game-managing type role, you can win in this league. It's been proven time and time again. If the quarterback can just manage the game, you can go to the playoffs with him. Absolutely, with with a talented roster, and I would argue the Eagles have that. So, I believe that this offseason is close to that. Just in fact that you built a long term contender with the positions that you addressed. Because you know, James Bradbury's deal is a one year deal, but so was Chris Long's, so was Alshon's. You know, the Eagles have proven time and time again if something works out and they like you, they'll keep you. So. I think they built a contender for the long term like they did. until. And, so and when I say long term, three years in the NFL is very, very long time. Very long time. That's a very, very long time. Three seasons of going to the playoffs, back to back to back. That's not very obtainable. So dude, I think the Eagles did that this year.
1: Dude, that's, this that's, a, that's a great uh, topic for discussion. I mean, you know. We could build a show on that and you throw it out as the last question to end the show, but I know you got to edit it too, kids. It needs further exploration, you know, in future pods, in print, whatever you wanted to. But I think that's a great question and probably should be explored even when we have more time, I guess.
0: and I'd like to hear what the viewers think too. Yeah, definitely let us know. You can always talk to us on Twitter, we're always answering everybody. Let us know what do you think about this uh question. Do you think the Eagles built a long term? Do you think the Eagles aided? Jalen Hurts' sophomore season as a starter as well as they did Carson Wentz's? Because
1: I agree yeah. that they did. Or do you think this offseason for Howie has been better than the 2017 offseason? I mean... You-
0: I think a lot of people are going to be like you. They're going to say, I need to see that final result right, before I made that answer. Result. But but it's fair to project because the long-term...
1: I like that. Like I'm saying yeah. is
0: looking very good prospect-wise from what the positions that they brought in. So yep. let like us know what that. you guys think, and we'll see you all very soon.